Welcome to Intuition Speaks, a podcast about learning how to lean in and develop your intuitive gifts so that you can understand the messages that you've been receiving from the universe. I am Akashic Shamanic Healer, Tia Marie. My hope is that this podcast will help to uplift and inspire you on your inner path and journey to a more aligned life filled with joy. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Intuition Speaks. I am Tia Marie, and I am so excited to have you here. I am playing around with my new microphone, one of my manifestations for 2022 was to get an amazing higher quality microphone so that I can record all of my amazing audio healing sessions and this podcast for you with the best quality audio recording device. I am so blessed that things have been unraveling for me in the way that they have been and this is literally the last episode of 2022 and I didn't even let this hit me until just now. I'm sitting here, I'm manifesting all these amazing things for this business, Intuition by Tia Marie, and it has been a wild ride and a wild year. And I have a few amazing manifestations on my list for 2023. My goal is to become a Kundalini yoga teacher and to maybe even possibly start offering craniosacral therapy in addition to Akashic energy healing and Reiki energy healing in person and expand my current Patreon to offering a new tier an intuition development circle and I am so excited to be offering this. This is going to open the opportunity for you to not only have access to my Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 courses and the energy attunements for those but also all of my energy attunements, all of my Akashic adjustments, all of my energy healing sessions, all of my Akashic guided meditations and shamanic healing sessions. You'll also be in an amazing group of like-minded women who are really wanting to do that deep inner work, open and expand their abilities psychically and intuitively. And you'll have me there to help guide the group and to help with giving prompts on, you know, getting past blockages and creating new audio sessions to help you guys along your way in your journey. If that is something that excites you for 2023, 
definitely check the show notes. It's all on my Patreon and I hope to see you there. I'm really excited to be able to offer this for you guys because I get messages every single day. I want to tap into my intuition. I want to do what you're doing. I'm trying so hard, but I'm frustrated. I feel like I'm getting nowhere. I feel like I'm getting breadcrumbs. I feel like I'm getting it, but I'm not sure. I'm going to help you by teaching you how to validate yourself, how to really learn to lean in and start trusting your intuition. And I feel like I can confidently say this as somebody who has done the head dive deep into this without really having that steady hand consistently to guide me. I have been gung-ho about it from probably day one and I've had teachers along the way but I've learned that the best way to get into your intuition and learn how to trust it is to literally do the activities, do the practice, do the things, and then trial and error. But you don't have to do that alone. That's not for everybody. So I am offering that on my Patreon and it's limited to 25 individuals right now. We'll see how this develops and how it grows. I'm hoping I can expand it even more, maybe even do one-on-one sessions again. But for now, if that is something that is like lighting your fire, really getting deep, doing the inner work, and like bringing forth your intuitive gifts so that you can confidently say like, yes, I know this in my being and like I'm on this path. With that, I want to bring you this episode. I am so excited for what's to come. I'm trying so very hard to be in this moment, to focus on my breath, to do the inner work, to face my shadows. And this episode has got me so excited for what's coming ahead. March is going to be such a crazy, intense, energetic time, and I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. And I hope you guys are too. And with that, without further ado, let's get into it. Okay. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Intuition Speaks. I have my really good friend, Rebecca Hannah from Satana Reiki, and she's here to do our astrology chat for the next couple of months. We're thinking running through till the end of March, maybe even a little bit further after that, but I'm just so excited to hear what's coming for us because I have some good feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited too, Tia. (laughs) As uh, we were talking before you started wording that um, I really never make a plan on what I'm going to talk about when we do these podcasts and I just ask spirit to tell me what I should, you know, bring up. And this is what came up and it was really something that I even hadn't really looked into for myself. So I've been really excited just looking into some of the shifts that are coming for me 
And, uh, you know, and then we can even talk about, because uh, it's going to affect everyone a little bit differently, depending on where it's happening in your chart. But uh, we can we can dig into that. And hopefully, um, I think your listeners are probably savvy enough to to know their chart enough to figure this out where it's where it is. And if not, they can they can contact me and I can help them. <laughs> and I can vouch. I only go to Rebecca for my chart because I can tell you for a fact, anytime I've done like a forecast for myself and then consulted you and without even telling you what's coming up for me, everything you say is like exactly the same. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then my guides are like, of course it is. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> That's great validation. I love that. Yeah. So I want to get into this. What, what okay. is the first thing? Well, I'm just so excited. Sorry. What is the first thing we need to like really be aware of in the next couple, couple months? Okay. So, um, the, the thing that they started talking to me about was the, there's a conjunction. Well, first of all, Jupiter is leaving Pisces and moving into Aries on December 20th. Mm -hmm. So this is airing in January. So that will have just happened, you know, uh, right before this, this podcast airs, but that's kind of a big deal in itself. I mean, Jupiter will stay in a sign for like probably 12 to 13 months, depending on what's going on with retrogrades and whatnot. But um, that's kind of a big shift in energy moving from Pisces to Aries. That's kind of uh, a drastic <laughs> change. <laughs> it's like water so, to fire. How fun. Yeah, it's a big change. And I think it's going to um, really bring in a lot of, uh, you know, some of the things that have been moving a little bit slowly for people in the areas, um, particularly like finance, fortune, luck that kind of thing. Um, things will be moving, I think, with more intention and more um, deliberate, which I think will be a welcome change for a lot of people, even though Jupiter is at home in Pisces. So it is very fortuitous. And I think for a lot of people, depending on their placements, it could have been very fortuitous. It's certainly not um, a bad placement, you know, it's Jupiter is very comfortable in Pisces. That's its home. But I do think that I do feel like this one's going to be a little bit of a better placement for actually like seeing and reaping rewards. Um, that being said, the big thing that's coming up is that Jupiter is going to be conjunct with Chiron. Mm. And that happens on March 11th. <laughs> the last time Jupiter was conjunct with Chiron was in 2009. And so what you want to do is kind of think back to 2009. And I'm going to give you a minute to do that because it took me a minute, but it, it happened, I think, I want to say like May of 2009. And then there was another little dip in February of 2010. Now, when I go back and look at, you know, what was going on with me, I, there was a lot of significant stuff related to my finances and things around that time. Um, now, what was going on also at that time was Neptune was also conjunct with those three. So it was like a, a triple conjunction with Jupiter, Chiron and Neptune. And 
for me in particular, this was happening in my 12th house. So it was like, especially weird. So depending on where this, what house this happened for you and like what was going on, it was also conjunct my moon. So there, this was a big one for me personally. And I think for a lot of people there, you know, when you check your chart and see what was going on, like in May of 2009 and February of 2010, you'll probably start to, um, understand and remember some things some like shifts and some themes that began around that time for you so um this is like a cycle that we've been in since that time so we've been in a cycle and this cycle is coming to a close so i think that's why it's really um helpful that we're talking about this now in a podcast that's airing in january even though this conjunction does not occur until march 11th um, I think that there's a lot of self-reflection that can be really helpful for closing this chapter and moving into the new chapter in the best way, making sure that you've picked up on everything that you're supposed to pick up on, all the lessons and themes that maybe you didn't quite catch or haven't quite been fully solidified for you yet. This is your chance to sit in reflection before we move forward into this next cycle. Now, I'll use myself as an example. And then T, I also looked at your chart and we can um, go into that as well. Okay. That <laughs> sounds awesome. To <laughs> I am totally open. I'm just like sitting here. My mind is like blown right now because I'm thinking back and May of 2009 is when I found out that I got accepted into the dental hygiene program. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, like that was a huge shift and change for me. And then like just reflecting on my career and like, okay, what's coming for me? So I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then now let me ask you, um, without getting too deep into your chart, just the second, but I'm just want to ask you, was there any kind of a theme as far as like the reason that you did that? And I don't know, how old is, is your son? How old is he? He's 11. Okay. So this would have been before that, but I don't know because children I think would have been a part of this for you. So um, I don't know if this career has helped stabilize you for raising your child, yeah. but this, this would have been like a theme with children and um, like self-expression and just like basically performance and things like that, like being out in the, out in the world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, think about that part as well. So it's the most like maybe this was setting you up to be prepared to, you know, take care of your child, you know, that kind of thing. Um. So, and then for me in particular, this happened, you know, in my 12th house conjunct my moon. And around that time, there was a lot of weird stuff going on. I had um, a really great job and they loved me. I had the best performance reviews. It was like, in my mind, it was a super stable job. And, um, you know, that was around the time, you know, we were having some funky stuff going on with the economy at that time. And uh, that was around the time that I found out 
they were starting to do some layoffs, but the, everyone kept telling me that I was safe because I had the best performance and all of that. And I even met with the owner of the company and he was like, you're safe. Don't worry about it. And then literally two days later, he laid me off. Like I just felt like <sighs> so lied to and tricked almost like there. So in this, where my placement was, there's just been a lot of um, really ever since then. And then back in like February is when I found out that my, husband at the time, I now my ex-husband had, um, his company was not as successful as he was pretending that it was. And I did not know that he was racking up a bunch of debt in both of our names and not telling me. And I didn't see the bills and I didn't know. And that was right around the time I found out about that. So it's basically like a theme for me was like a lot of trickery and weird confusion and just um games around money kind of thing like just around that kind of thing so um and that has continued that has been a big theme where I've had people like pulling fast ones on me like being really shady and tricky with me about money um and that that's been going on even Tia I mean you know me personally I've been ripped off by so many people it's not even funny (laughs) Um, we're like, okay, what's the karmic lesson now? Like, like, I think we've learned it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it has been, um, you know, just for me, like learning who to trust with my money and, and to take more, you know, personal charge of my finances, like realizing that was really stupid to not be involved in my finances and, you know, that kind of thing. So there was a lot going on for me collectively, um, you know, because we have more people listening than just you and I, collectively, this shift. So this was happening at that time, it was in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And um, so now this time, it'll be happening in Aries. And that, again, is a huge difference. So with Aquarius, you know, um, I feel like one of the big things with Aquarius, I mean, there's a lot of different things with Aquarius, but the one that kind of stood out to me, Aquarius, um, kind of over our technology and you know isn't that around the time that bitcoin was starting to get big and a lot of that kind of like online bank type of stuff was starting to get bigger um so i feel like you know that's what that was all about but now we're moving into aries and that's kind of like a lot of like self stuff so, oh, and uh, sorry, going back to Aquarius, it's also like community and groups and like that kind of thing. So, you know, I feel like there was a lot of like, um, like hedge funds and group investments and like, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff, the WeWork stuff, all of I, like the group community yeah. kind of stuff was like really big. I feel like social last- media also yes. like kind of social boomed media. during that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Social media as well. Yes. So all of that is like the big theme around like fortune. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we're, it's shifting into Aries. So, and, and it's not going to be conjunct with Neptune. So I feel like it was all confusing too, right? Like, don't you feel like a lot of that stuff was like, should I invest in Bitcoin? Should I, is social media really, (laughs) you know, it's like very confusing. Everything was so tricky, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's not really going to be the case as much uh, moving forward, which I'm so relieved about. Um, But I do feel like with it moving into Aries, it's more about like 
yourself. So number one, it's being involved in your money. Like maybe you have a 401k or maybe you have investments in a hedge fund or you have it in like a group fund or whatever. That's okay. I'm not saying like pull your money out of it. But what I am saying is like be more involved. Like there needs to be like a um, real personal involvement with your money and um, like making like those those decisions and not just like leaving it for something someone else to deal with it's like very like very involved like the theme is almost like just doing it all yourself like being you know taking charge of your money and not like giving it to other people or not doing like this like community money type thing um but um but that's a little extreme. Like I do feel like it's okay to like invest in things and have it with whatever, but I do feel like there's a, there's a lesson you learned with, um, cause Chiron is going to teach us a lesson. Okay. So there's, there's going to be lessons involved in this. And I think part of that lesson is going to be like taking responsible charge of your money and not just set it and forget it kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing, um, where, so for you guys who are investors, Um, you know, these last, this last cycle from 2009 to now, I think there was a lot of money to be made in those technology type things and the community type things, right? So the social media, the Bitcoin, all of that, I think that's going to be shifting now. And it's going to be in a lot of like health and wellness and self-care. So if you're investing, those are the types of funds and, and things that, are going to be booming over this next cycle, in my opinion, just based on what I'm feeling into this, into the energy and into this, this um, astrology is um, that's where a lot of the money is going to be made. Everyone's going to be putting their money into taking care of themselves. I've been getting a lot of messages lately to really invest in myself, maybe Mm -hmm. in areas where I wouldn't normally be willing to spend the money to do so, but I'm just like, they're just keep pushing it. Like, yes, you need to invest in yourself. The return is going to be worth it. And just being conscientious, I think though, also about like where you're investing that money and making sure that you get that return. Yeah, exactly. Just being very like involved and aware and assertive, um, like being bold too. Like this is a good time to, because like I said, this last cycle, it was so confusing, tricky. You you know, I think this is going to be a time where you can really make bold moves and it be a bit safer than it has been in the past. Like, I think it's time to make those bold moves, but I do think it's like, um, it's also a time for being a bit pioneering as well. So, you know, like, think about this, like, if you were back in 2009, and you could have bought Bitcoin, right? Mm. (laughs) This is this is the time like to be pioneering, and something that is more like Aries minded, which again, is like the self care stuff. So like any kind of investments, like if there's anything that's like, new um that's coming out I can't think of what it would be and if I if I did I probably wouldn't tell everybody I'm just kidding (laughs) but um (laughs) if there's anything that's like new and a little bit like oh this is like a new up-and-coming thing and you're thinking about maybe investing in it I would totally go for it um you know anything that if, if it's along the lines of like 
self-care, health and wellness, anything along those lines, I would say yes. You know, um, like individual type stuff, right? Yeah. Like personal development. Yeah. That kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Go invest in a sauna. (laughs) Get a sauna. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you're already seeing that theme. And I do feel like this all kind of started um, really coming out. Like when we had that last eclipse in November, there's a lot of stuff that started shifting for a lot of us. And I really do feel like that's what's really started having us feel it. And then it's just going to continue to get more and more in that direction as we get closer to that conjunction in March. And then, and then onward, we'll just be in that cycle but yeah, any of that personal stuff, like the personal saunas, exactly. Yeah, I was just um, looking on Instagram and uh, somebody was asking, I think Gwyneth Paltrow, somebody was asking her what was her um, top recommended like splurgy self-care item. And it was one of those like in-home infrared saunas, which is quite splurgy. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I would be investing in right now. I do want to make a side comment because it kind of has to go along with these systems that you're talking about community. I have noticed a lot and people have been talking to me about kind of how like family systems seem to be kind of like separating apart a little bit. And I'm noticing it even like in my own family systems where there's like some people are on one side and other people are on the other side. And I've had friends, you know, who are getting married and these cousins don't believe in that. So half of the family is not going that kind of thing. And I'm just noticing like Mm -hmm. a theme where these people who were supposed to be a part of your tribe or a part of your community, based on like, you know, relation, blood, whatever they're, Mm -hmm. they're kind of separating and there's like, and think about why they're separating. So this, this is, this again is tying back to, um, you know, the reason that it all started happening is the economy, right? The economy, it all goes back to the economy. That's why everyone's getting upset about, you know, the rules about, you know, like the vaccines or every the, the economy, I feel like it all goes down to that. So I think that there's going to be a lot going on with, with um, more of that separation, unfortunately, between groups and over, yeah. over money and over economy. But I think what that does unintentionally, even though it seems like this awful, terrible thing, I think what it does is it kind of helps to bring us back into self-reliance and really checking in with ourselves to see where we are and whether or not we're agreeing with something and not just arbitrarily overlooking things that maybe we were allowing in our lives prior and, you know, realizing like what we actually value. So, I mean, yeah, it's not a fantastic thing that your family is not all together and not everybody's agreeing, but I also think that this is an important time for people to really reflect on what is actually truly important for themselves and, and doing that self-investment takes that separation. Yeah. Yeah. And not just doing it um, on the, where you're spending your money, but also where you're making your money. Right. So reflecting in on who you are on your core 
and then, you know, figuring out is this, is there a better way for me to actually be making money if I'm actually more connected and more connected with my divine self, maybe my career path might adjust a bit, maybe the way that I'm making money. And it may not even be career path. It may just be like how you're literally making money. So maybe it's, um, you know, you start investing in property and have, you know, rental properties, or maybe, you know, you just start doing something else that you're managing yourself. Like you're, it's something that I just feel like it's going to be stuff that you're like doing yourself more. Yeah. Just like, Mm -hmm. so even if you have a job, even if you have a job where you're working one, I still feel like there's, you know, everyone's doing, you're already seeing it with the side hustles, right? So everyone's kind of like got their own thing going on. And I feel like there's just going to be a lot more of that. I think it's not enough anymore to just have a single income. It's just, it really, (laughs) (laughs) I don't even understand it to be honest with you. And like, I know recently I've just felt very kind of in flow with things. I haven't really been forcing anything and just kind of like, okay, I feel like doing this today. So I'm going to put that out there. But I definitely like, there are times in the year this past year, I felt like a really heavy pressure on like, okay, well, what am I actually doing with my spare time? What am I actually putting my energy into? And I felt so restless and so sort of out of sorts because I didn't feel like I was like actually contributing somehow in a way that felt felt like I was releasing my energy into the universe in a way that was helping other people. I was just like, so overwhelmed by the same boring everyday repetitive pattern. And I was like, I need to do something more than this. And I feel like everyone's kind of got that restless feeling in them. Well, that's interesting that you're saying that because, um, well, you're probably obviously, when you have a cycle that's a long one like that, any cycle, any of them, I've noticed in astrology, like even if you're like changing a house or something, you're feeling it the most kind of at the beginning. And then when you're kind of wrapping it up, you're pretty much already starting to feel the next thing. And you're, you know, we, we feel that, right. So you're feeling that. And I think with you in particular, because um, yours is, I want to say it was moving into the, let me check yours really fast because what you just (laughs) described is, I believe exactly where yours is, where it's occurring. Yeah. Yeah. So yours is happening in in your sixth house. So that is like your service to others. Um, Alternative healing is part Mm -hmm. of that, Um, you know, and, and employees and coworkers too. And I know I thought that was interesting because I think we've talked about that in the past that I saw some other things in your, in your horoscope coming up about that, about working with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know I have some, some time in the near future, a partnership coming together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's interesting that that came up the employees and coworkers as part of the sixth house theme and again, this starts uh, March 11th is when the, the conjunct will be exact. And then, you know, I think that's when you'll really be feeling it. And then I think when I last checked your chart, I want to say I was seeing something around May 
Does mm. that sound right? I don't remember what I told you, but I feel like it was like a little bit after March that I was seeing you bringing someone on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I thought that was interesting when I, when I saw that on your chart today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see what happens. I'm always just here for the ride. Mm-hmm. So Um, Mm -hmm. I think there are some things in the works potentially, but the details are not quite there to maybe doing like a, a day sort of journey retreat, um, in nature, but I don't know. I I'm kind of just like open to the receiving of it and just waiting to see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is. I am. I'm excited to see what happens for you because <laughs> I've I've been seeing some some of the same things the last several times I've been reading you, and uh, it does seem like there's just a lot of I don't know what it is. It's like everyone that I've been reading, it's just so slow right now for everybody. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's all the exciting stuff doesn't really happen until next year, and I do feel like um, there's a lot coming up for you that I can't wait to see how it plays out because I keep seeing some of the same things so I know something along that along those themes are going to happen I just can't wait to see exactly how it plays out I've actually been enjoying this lull in energy because Mm -hmm. it hasn't been stagnant it's just been like it felt like slow it felt like I was building an empire on my back while doing everything else. And then now at this point, it's like, okay, the foundation's established. I'm just like creating portraits for, you know, the entryway or something like of this, you know, imaginary energy establishment that I'm creating. So it just feels like I'm just adding on detail at this point. And that feels a lot less like heavy lifting sort of energy. It just feels like, play like it I I really think like the energy is just kind of like tempering to see what outcomes you can have right now but not necessarily being too invested in the outcome exactly yeah there's not a lot of momentum behind it so yeah you're right I feel like it is kind of a water testing time and also a time um you know, one, especially now that I've really looked into this a little bit deeper today, and I'm like, I really need to enjoy and savor this break. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like things are going to amp up quite a bit around March ish. <laughs> so I think that um, probably six months from now, I'll be looking back at this time wishing maybe I had enjoyed and rested more, you know, <laughs> I'll probably be missing this time. <laughs> That's the problem it's with the journey because it's so slow. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Because like you you don't necessarily have like the hindsight to appreciate where you are in that moment and then like just looking back I remember I think it was like maybe October I was just like constantly on a daily basis like I hate this. I want to quit. It's so much work. I'm so overwhelmed. I hate this. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, I can't quit. I'm just going to take a pause and then I'll come back to it when I can. But, and now I'm just like, Oh, like I, I set up the systems, things kind of just flow. And I'm like, this really wasn't as bad as I made it out to be, but you know, that's always the case. Usually Um, (laughs) I think that's, what's so beautiful about astrology is that it does give you an opportunity to try and enjoy the moment um 
that's one of the things that I actually love about it. Cause it helps me a, if I'm in something rough, I can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, and B, yeah, that was, I, I really appreciate having that opportunity to have the hindsight now and, and, you know, kind of reset myself to trying to enjoy this time more. Cause it has, I've been really frustrated because it's moving so slow and I just want everything to happen. And I just feel like I'm stuck, Hmm. but, um, and I really wasn't, you know, looking at it from a really negative viewpoint, to be honest. And, you know, after seeing what I'm seeing, I I'm really appreciating it. And I'm appreciating that I have the time to focus because I can see, okay, I need to redirect and I need to start focusing on being in charge of my finances. So I sat down today and I was talking to my financial planner and I was getting really involved in my finances and telling them, you know, I want to do this. I want to move this. I want to do that. And really getting, doing a lot of the groundwork, the busy work of getting things set up so that I can be more involved and ready to go when things are start moving faster. Yeah. And I'm getting like, I'm getting like an image of like, this time is for figuring out the cheat codes. Cause that's like kind of like a slow, tedious tact, you know, it's really just looking into every nook and cranny and how you can optimize it. Because once you have that cheat code, then you're just going to keep putting Mm -hmm. that cheat code in over and over again. And that's how you're going to get, that rapid fire of like extreme expansion. It's like just creating the systems is the slow and tedious part. Um, And then moving forward into that February and March energy, I feel like is going to accelerate us, but in a way Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm feeling it's going to be in a way that's more wholesome rather than hurried. Like I, I feel like it's going to be on our own terms. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more intentional and it's going to feel less, um, what's the word? Like it's, you're going to feel like more empowered. I feel like we're, we're going to feel more empowered in it and less like we're being dragged, you know? Yeah. The word I received was imposed upon. (laughs) You're going to feel less imposed. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. So yeah. So exactly what you were saying, this is a really great time for, I love the word that you use cheat codes because that's exactly what it is. This is like the time to figure out the cheat codes. And that's really exactly the mindset that I was having today. I was like, okay, how can I get ahead of this? What can I do to get ahead of this? And that's Aries, you know, like Aries is like, take initiative, let's move this, let's, let's take charge. So uh, if you're feeling that some of you that are listening may already be feeling that and not even realizing why, uh, but go with it. (laughs) Yeah, I was feeling really frustrated. And I came to you about it. And I was like, I'm doing this mentorship and I'm just getting really frustrated. I keep feeling like I hit my head against the wall and I don't even, it was like so dumb because now like I'm okay and I'm fine. I just found like another route to doing this same exact thing that the mentor was telling me to do. Yeah. There you go. Because <laughs> you're supposed to do every, cause it's, it's, taking charge and like doing it your way. Like this is what this is. Yes. If it's related to bringing money in, 
mm-hmm. you're going to be doing it your way. Yeah. And I, I just kept feeling like I was hitting my head up against a wall and I couldn't understand it. And I was like muscle testing and I was like, do I have resistance to this? And I was like getting a yes. And I was like, well, do I have resistance to making money in my business? And it was like, no. And I was like, okay, well then I don't understand why there's a disconnect here. And then I just like one day was like on my computer and I like figured out a new way to get the same result. And I was like, Oh, and it's like the same thing that she was recommending. It was just a different way to get there. And I was like, oh, this has no resistance for me. So I'm going to do that. That's the cheat code for me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the other thing, and this is, this may upset some people, but it just came through and I'm like, this may may upset some people and and it may, or it may freak some people out, but one of the things that I see being affected in this new um, this new uh, thing that we're in, this new energy shift, is uh, MLMs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to make it through this, to be honest. I don't know. I, I see them. Be, I see them either. They're going to if they make it through, it's going to be a very big shift, I think. I think like the companies where you're an affiliate are not going to be affected, but I can see how like the benefiting under somebody else, under somebody else, under somebody, you know, like that not being in alignment in your own power, whereas being an affiliate, you're your own entity within that sharing. So that's, I wonder if the way that those programs will change. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if they survive, it's, there's going to be a big shift within them. There's going to be a lot of changes, I think, in that industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I Mm -hmm. can tell you from personal experience, I've been pulled into (laughs) one in particular on like two occasions and it's never really Hey, I mean, out. MLMs, um, I think they've been really big this last, that, you know, since the last, you know, 12, 13 years, they oh, were, yeah. you know, cause community, like that's, they're all, that's all part of that, all part of that energy. But I do see that shifting because it, it needs to shift to, like you said, it needs to shift to where you're in your power. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And not oh, as goodness. much of like the group thing. Yeah. What else is coming up for us in March? Pluto is going to be moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. And I'm trying to remember when that happens. Cause that was on my radar when I was looking, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at it. Let me see if it, if it happens in March. Yeah, that happens in March. <laughs> oh, joy. Oh, oh, yeah. Remind maybe. us all what Pluto is good for us for. <laughs> Pluto is good for us for okay so um so Pluto is I would say Pluto is basically the death card in tarot (laughs) see what is it good for us for it's good for rebirth it's good for rebirth transmutation um like regeneration new like, like uh phoenix rising from the mm. ashes that's what it's good for so um moving from capricorn into aquarius okay. yeah okay 
So Capricorn. Okay. That's actually good. I kind of like this. Um, Aquarius. I feel like, you know, what we talked about, it's like the group stuff. So I kind of feel like that part. Okay. This is interesting. This is interesting. So I do feel like we're going to be kind of shifting more into community as far as like, not how we're like, when you take away the money part of it, I think that this is going to bring us more into community outside of like how we're making our money. If that makes sense. Mm, that's so funny because there's all those people who talk about having like a moneyless society and things like that. And those are the things that kind of like, <laughs> that brings yeah. up for me. So like maybe how we're going to be of service to each other outside of monetary. I do feel that that's going to be the thing. I actually do. Um, this is going to be really interesting actually. Uh, Cause this is a big shift. This is a really big shift. And I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, we won't see Pluto change signs in our, like, I don't even think some people live their whole lives and don't see Pluto change signs. So that's yeah. how big of a deal it is. You know what I mean? Um, so the fact that Pluto is even making a shift in our lifetime, that itself is a big deal. Um, and for it to be shifting from Capricorn. So this, this actually feels really good. Um, and, and also noting that, we know this year we had the United States having their, um, having its Pluto return. Mm. So, um, this I think ties a lot into the collective and the me, 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 and more into the we, 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 as far as society and being yeah. like more, um, you know, more caring about, the collective and community like more community minded as far as um you know just taking care of each other it's so interesting that we're shifting our money out of the we into the me but then we are shifting everything else out of the me into the we so it's like almost like because we're taking care of ourselves we can put back into society it's, for others. You just took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. You're, and I'm, that's exactly what it is. I'm also getting the feeling that like all of these cars are kind of stacking up. So the separation and like the pulling apart of families is going to create like sort of a rebirth of like what we understand our family to be the family system is going to kind of shift mm -hmm. in that way as well. And I think people will be like really redefining who their family is. Absolutely. It's like, you know, that saying that people always say, like, you can't pick your family or whatever, you, you know, people, yeah, like, you can like pick your friends, about, like, but not you your family, your friends, but you can't pick, pick your family. But I think that that's going to be like, I am going to pick my family, damn it. And these are my family. Like we're all family, right? Like this, you know, you can, anybody can be your family. Yeah. So it's be um, a huge I do shift. think we're going to be our, our society. Like, I think our society is going to be shifting towards community. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, like the, like communes basically. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I think it sounds awesome. I'm kind of into oh this. <laughs> and then think about it. Like, like if you're in a commune, 
that makes sense, right? If you're like, imagine like if you're living on a commune, like everyone has a purpose and like a skill that they contribute to that commune, but it's, it is like, they're like, it's their skill. Like they're not like working for the man, they're doing their trade, their skill and like immediately getting paid for it from the consumer. Right. Yeah, you're not like going through like the I so I feel like this whole corporate uh, capitalist thing is is going to be shifting majorly. Yeah, I feel we're going to be earning money based on our trades. Like we're I feel like we're going to go back to like almost like back to having like, you know, um, cobblers and, (laughs) you know, like bakers, like all the like trades and stuff. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Instead of having these big like corporations. I work in a trade, so I understand that. And I feel like the trades are so important, but I, it's, it's really funny because like, it's bringing up like bartering to me and I feel like more people are going to be really open to the idea of bartering exactly things. And it was so funny Mm -hmm. because I'm literally like doing that right now with someone they, we're like, oh, I really like what you do, but like, how much is that going to cost? And I was like, well, what can you do? Like, I'm open for a trade if money is a problem. So, okay, um, that's really interesting. You're saying that. Um, that makes more because I had a thing coming in when I was preparing for this, and I was like, I was like, are we like not even going to be using banks? Because I was like getting this feeling like we weren't really going to be like using banks, but I mean, I think we still will, but it's almost like we're not gonna it, I, it's almost like I was like are we gonna have our money under a mattress or like what is it like, <laughs> feeling like that but when I you're think, saying what, what yeah. you're saying that makes sense yeah like we're not gonna have like our our like income isn't gonna be so tied to like money in the bank it's gonna be I think you're right I think that makes a lot of sense the bartering There's gonna be more value on time I think than necessarily mm-hmm. like yeah. the you know, concept, the construct of money, because money is not real. Money is, money is literally time, but time is not real. So it's really fun to just let your mind get lost on that. But I, I really think that, you know, in exchange for time, you know, that's going to be something that's really big because I think you're right how you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with. I've been reflecting on all this recently. And I was just like, my free time is so important to me because either I'm creating for the people that, you know, who want to work with me or I'm spending time with my family. And it's like, I'm going to be really selfish with that time Mm -hmm. because it's more valuable to me than the time I'm spending at work creating and generating this fake money that just pays for everything. So it's like, yeah, I think that's going, I think a lot of people are waking up to that Mm -hmm. and realizing that they don't want these nine to five jobs. Yeah. That they have so much more to offer than what was taught to them in a school that they paid thousands of dollars for. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Yeah, it makes me think of like Little House on the Prairie when the mom would bring in a basket of eggs to Olson's shop and, you know, trade them for like fabric and, you know, stuff, milk and fabric or whatever. 
um, and grains and all of those things. But it, and that just made me also think, um, so since the United States just had the Pluto return, this is the, the last time that uh, Pluto was in Aquarius would have been right at the start of this country, right when the country started. So, you know, you think back to how they were living and that's very much like what you just described, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so amazing to me. <laughs> like my mind is being blown. So I wanted to go back to like what you said about uh, the Chiron and 2009 and yeah. like what was going on for me at that time and how you said it yeah, was like yeah. related to me having children, which is really hilarious because mm-hmm. literally right after I graduated, I had my son within less than a month of graduating from dental hygiene school. And then four mm-hmm. months after that, I got divorced. See, and you need, and that job was very helpful, right? To, to yeah. take care of you, you guys after that divorce. Pretty much that's, so that's only... that. basically that was the theme was getting you set up to, to do yeah. that. That was the only thing that really salvaged me <laughs> is having that job and that ability to do what I was doing. Wow. That's really interesting. So, and yeah. And I think for you, um, I'm going to check your chart again. So yeah, for you, that was, Yeah, that was fifth house. And now this time it's going to be in the sixth house, which is a little bit afflicted. Um, But I still think that that's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be as bad as like the 12th house, like what I have. And I, I think it's also positive that Neptune's not conjunct. But I should point out, even though we're really only supposed to be talking three March, but I think you did say we might go beyond March. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me just say, um, I need to, let me check here. Cause there, there is a Neptune conjunction that will be coming up, I think later in the year. So let me check that really quick. Cause that will bring a little bit of weirdness and uh, maybe a little shadiness going on. So I just think that if you don't mind, I'm going to check that because I think it might be good to mark that on your calendars. I'm, I'm all for it. Whatever we need <laughs> to be aware of so that we can get through this like crazy life. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, let, me see. let me see. Okay, wait. Let me check if it's in April. Might be April. Oh, okay. It's not going to be that close. I was thinking it was going to be, but it's not um, when I'm backing it up because it gets down to like 16 degrees. So it's not going to be that soon. So I think, I think we're good for most of the year as far as, well, let me go down to December just to make sure. I think, well, I think this feels pretty positive for most of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neptune's staying pretty far away. I mean, that's it's like at least it's like nine degrees at the closest, it looks like. So that's good. And then later on in the year, Jupiter will be moving into Taurus, which is good. <laughs> which is good. So I think next year, as far as money goes, it feels really positive money wise. Like it feels like, um, Okay, maybe not positive, 
Well, it does feel positive, but it also feels really intentional and like you can make things happen if you like, it's like, this is like a concept and gosh, you know, gosh, this goes all the way back to the start of the country. It's like, if you put in the work, you're going to get the reward. That's kind of what the theme of next year is going to be. Like, if you put the work in, you will be rewarded. There's not going to be any of this funny business. It doesn't feel like. It's so funny because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, so what is a seven year? And basically next year is a seven year. And it's literally everything we've gone over. It's introspection, emotion, analysis, intuition, reflection, seclusion, Mm -hmm. research, and faith. It is a quieter inner year, which you can learn the answers Mm -hmm. to your most burning and often avoided questions. But add that with a little flair, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the beginning yeah. of the year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, really I love just... how all of these things validate each other. It's so interesting. When every time, you know, you check different modalities and it always seems like things get validated around the different modalities. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really big year. I think those are two really, really big shifts that we have going. March is going to be ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be like the March. pinnacle of the entire year. <laughs> yeah. March is, I mean, not even just the entire year, but I mean, it's, this is a big deal for the ages, to be honest. Like, I think, you know, we've been talking about these shifts, like really when um, probably around like 2019 and then obviously 2020 with the pandemic and everything, we, you know, have been saying that that society is in a transformation period. And it kind of started, you know, um, a little before 2020, but, you know, everyone really started seeing it, you know, with the pandemic that made it so obvious. Um, but I think even like a year or two before that is when it really started to happen. And, you know, I've been saying this really since around 2020 that, yeah, we're in a transformation and transformations, obviously we know those are very uncomfortable, very painful. And it's like a breaking down, all the systems are breaking down, systems are breaking down. And we've been seeing that we've been seeing a lot of things breaking down that maybe have been a little surprising to a lot of us. But um, I think that next year, I think we're going to continue to see some breaking down. And I think there's going to be, it's going to be moving a little bit faster. There's going to be a lot of things happening that are, that might be surprising over the next few months. But I think overall next year is going to be the butterfly coming out of the chrysalis, right? Like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Like, I think that we're finally going to have some like beauty coming out of all this pain that we've had. So I think that this is really when we're going to start like, and it's, that's going to be a, a, you know, a process as well. So it's not just going to be like that, but I think we're going to start to see that, that beauty being born out of it. Yeah. I'm just like imagining we're in that chrysalis right now where that caterpillar Mm -hmm. goop and we have to rebuild everything. Exactly. I'm here for it. I'm a little timid and like, <laughs> what's going to happen, but I'm here for it. You know? Yeah. Same here. Like I do remember in 2020, I was predicting that, um, that we really wouldn't be out of like the shit storm until around 2024. 
Mm. And I still um, believe that. And I, but I do think like next year is when we're going to start seeing that start to form, you know, the yeah. new stuff start to form. It's like the rebuilding phase. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some, some growing pains probably, but not necessarily anything bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Um, I remember again, like when I was making that prediction back in 2020, that it was like 2024, 2025, I was saying four or five years from now, we won't recognize our society. It's going to be, everything's going to be so different. And I do still feel that that's going to be the case. Yeah. It's just, I think everything Mm -hmm. that has happened and like the, there's never been like a real shift towards going back to how things were. Things are kind yeah. of like in a really weird limbo right now. I feel like it's like mm-hmm. people are torn, you know, between how things, you know, in their mind should be. And then like what the world actually is right now. And we're just like, okay, so where do we feel comfortable within this dance? And then, you know, I think whatever is coming for us in March is going to like kind of tear that wide open and like show us a different path completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think things will become a lot more clear to some of us. I don't think everybody, I don't think it's going to be as obvious to everybody yet at that time, but I think to those of us who are really paying attention, I think we'll see it. And then I think as we get closer into like 2024 and beyond, that's when everyone else will really be like, oh yeah, this is, this is happening. Like we're in a new age. Like it's, it's a new age basically. And I know we're recording this before the December, I think it was like 20, uh, December 12th, 21 or something. I forget what the, the big portal day is coming up. Um, I I think it's around the solstice, right? Yeah, there's a solstice one. And then, um, I do feel like the 20th is going to be a big day for us as well in December. Um, there's a lot of big days. December typically has a lot of big days. Um, it seems like, and I think this year, yeah, we're going to have December 20th. Uh, what, I don't even know what today is. Today's the 16th. So we're recording this in mid-December. So we haven't even had, yeah, solstice, I feel is going to be really huge. Um, I think there's something like around the 27th or 9th or something like that. There's another big thing going on. So there's a lot of, uh, the solstice, there's always a lot of big stuff going on. And we have Mercury retrograde also on the 29th as well. (laughs) There's just so much coming up in December that hasn't even happened yet that I think is going to portal us forward. And I know there was a portal day at the beginning of this month, and I just felt like a really big shift in that too. And I think there are more people that are kind of just like finally getting it. Whereas they weren't getting it before or they weren't seeing like the signs that like things aren't like the way that they're being portrayed to us. I think the veil Mm -hmm. is really coming off the eyes of a lot of people, but I don't think it will be everyone like you said, but I think like there will be a vast majority before the end of the year. Definitely. 
that will be coming to this awareness. There's probably something going to happen. That's going to make people go, Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I think, I think that the, um, you know, the one thing that I have been kind of noticing and that, you know, I just want to remind people, cause we, you know, we have the end of our calendar year coming up and, you know, 2023, a new year, I never noticed like a shift in energy until it's the astrological new year. I, n- I never notice anything really when we, when we shift in from December 31st to January 1st, I just never really, nothing really feels like it's really changed. But once we have the astrological new year, that's really when you feel the shift. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like for those of you who are like, I just can't wait to be done with 2022. And then, you know, January comes and you're not feeling it. You're not feeling the freshness. Don't despair. The freshness comes when Aries season starts. Okay. <laughs> Remind yeah. us what day that is again. Sorry. <laughs> so that's in that's uh, March 22nd. Okay. So the real new year is March 22nd. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's like a few days after my 36th birthday. Wow. That's a nine year for me. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I feel like it's important. Well, actually it's March 20th. So, um, I just feel like it's important to, to clarify that because it's helpful for me to know because I always get so discouraged in January because it never feels new. I, I don't know if, is it just me? Do you ever feel that way? Um, I feel like I have new fresh starts all the time that are random. So <laughs> I just always feel kind of lit down when January 1st hits and I'm like, nothing feels new. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I feel lit down all the time. So I just want to share that because I just feel like this new fresh year in my opinion. And I noticed this last year, like I didn't in, in the year before too, like I just didn't feel anything in January, but then when airy season starts, it's like so much is going on and it just feels like, okay, this is new. This is, yeah. this is new. This is exciting. I'm the person that goes to bed at 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. So I'm not the person to ask. Yeah, I'm not into New Year. I'm not either. I'm so not into it because it just doesn't feel like anything for me. But, um, oh, yeah, it is the day after your birthday. Yeah. Your birthday is the 19th. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you're and so you'll be having your solar return. That's going to be huge for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be huge. And see my, and we're both Pisces. My solar return is on March 7th and there is something else going on on March 7th. Let me look at that. Saturn. <laughs> Here's another, <laughs> I forgot about Saturn. <laughs> Can't forget about Saturn. All right. Give it to us straight. Golly. March is so busy. Uh, March is so busy. Holy moly. How did I forget about Saturn? Unreal. Okay. Saturn's moving from Aquarius to Pisces on my birthday. How did I forget <laughs> that? Because it was that your makes birthday. That me want to cry. Yeah. I told, I knew there was something going on on my birthday. Um, ooh, that's so, okay. That one's a little. <laughs> You're not making good faces. <laughs> I'm not. 
I'm trying to spin this in a nice way. I don't oh, think no. it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. Um, and then for some of you, it'll be changing, you know, Saturn will, depending on which house system you use and everything, when I'm talking about all of these things, changing signs, they're also going to be changing houses for you as well. Mm-hmm. So um, these are some big ones. Like these are slow moving planets, um, Pluto, Saturn, Chiron. Um, these are all slow moving planets. Um So these shifts that I'm talking about are kind of a big deal. And like I mentioned, like Pluto doesn't change signs usually in anyone in like a person's lifetime sometimes. So I would encourage you to like find out where this is happening in your own charts, especially with these, um, you know, less positive, like, or a little, I guess, more painful planets. Like Pluto can be a painful planet, like the death card. Saturn is also um, kind of like, oh my gosh, Saturn, Saturn is one that kind of makes me want to be cautious that, I mean, it literally, if I was going to pick one word to describe Saturn, it would be caution. Um, It's going to be, it's, it's like Saturn feels like it's like um, inflexible and there's, there's a lot of limiting things going on with it. So I think with it, um, you know, gosh, that's going to be really interesting going into Pisces. Like, I'm not even sure how that's going to feel. I feel like it's going to be, it's going to affect us in our intuition Mm. because Pisces is like really big with our psychic abilities or intuition. Um, you know, other people's being sensitive to other people's emotions. So, you know, I would caution anyone who already is sensitive and an empath when this transit happens while Saturn is in Pisces, I would just caution you to um, be more protective of your energy. Yeah. Okay. So this is like, a okay. Yeah. There's not a lot of like, positive I can say about this but there is like there are some good warnings that I think are coming out of this that are I'm actually sitting here absorbing myself because I think we need to learn this is a really good time before this transit happens to really learn how to protect your energy protect your aura clean practice good energetic hygiene um you know so keeping your aura sealed and clean and then also like checking for things like spirit attachments and cords and connectors and all of those things I feel like this is a time where you might be more susceptible to that I think that like goes back to what I was saying about being selfish about your time exactly exactly Yeah. yeah I think if you're not careful if you're not putting yourself first and that goes for, I think a lot of your listeners are healers and, you know, um, I think this is a, this is a really good caution for all of us who work in like energy healing or any kind of field where, you know, we're open up to other people's energy even more so than a normal empath. I think that this is a really good time for us to start putting ourselves first because I know I'm guilty of putting myself last a lot of times you know I I don't do a lot of self-reiki I don't do a lot of um you know the 
the cleaning that I should do all the time. I caught myself with a spirit attachment the other day and I had to get rid of it. I, I just, um, you know, I didn't even realize it. Like actually someone else caught it on me and I couldn't believe it. I was like, how did that even happen? Because it wasn't even a client. It was somebody else that I had been dealing with. So I wasn't, you know, for my clients, I am pretty good about being protective and all of that thing, all of that stuff, but I'm not really good about checking myself to see if I've picked anything up because I do have the practices, but I picked this up from somewhere else. It can be like the stupidest thing. It could be some random person on the internet who's like just wanting to start shit with you. Cause I've had that happen before it. I've had like, you know, people who didn't agree with me and they, they've sent me psychic attacks and like, in the moment yeah. you're not thinking like, oh, this is from this person. Like you're just like, no. I feel like crap and I don't know why. And maybe I'm getting sick. Yeah, you know? I knew. And it, it's like, um, so when she told me she picked it up right away and she said, you know, I'm picking up like right away. I'm picking up a um, spirit attachment on you. And I was like, what? how could that be? Like, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, that can't be. And then when she started picking, uh, looking into it, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot, you know, this, I mean, it made total sense. This, this is a tenant of mine who's mad because I'm selling his house. And, uh, you know, so I was pretty shocked about it. And then it, it kind of like, I had to take a step back and, and just, cause I knew something was not right. I knew I was feeling off. I knew something was wrong, but I still just didn't take the time to check myself or to, you know, do the, the steps that I know I need to take to clear things like that or check for things like that. I just didn't even the self-care <laughs> I wasn't doing it. So that's, that is a good, le- like I'm sitting here absorbing this right now and realizing, you know, it's going to be even more important, I think in the coming um, months. And as this tap, as this, um, this transit comes closer, I have a belief that a lot of the stuff that's been going on with, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we had, we had, you know, like there's a famous person who took their life recently. That's that everyone was really surprised about. And, you know, just knowing things about him, I feel like he's kind of empathic. He seems really sensitive. I, I can't help but wonder if maybe he had a spirit attachment. I don't know. And mm. I know that, you know, you know what I mean? And I just, yeah. I feel like that, I feel like there's a lot of um, stuff going on lately where people are just not acting like themselves. And I think that a lot of the fear and a lot of the things that have been going on in our society the last few years have opened a lot of us up to be more susceptible to spirit attachments. Yeah. And um, I do think that this is kind of a caution Ooh. for us to just be aware. I know. I, know, I just yeah. got major chills because I just heard, <laughs> and that's what's going on with all the 5G. It's like not necessarily yeah. that the energy from that is affecting you. It's the fear of it that's implanting in you. Exactly. Oh. A lot of that is, yeah. And so we just need to um, be aware of that because the fear I mean, just think about all the fear that has been permeating our society for the last two plus years. I mean, it's a lot. So I do feel like I've noticed a lot of people just really kind of like 
who are you even anymore? And I do feel like that a lot, there's a lot of sensitive people out there and a lot of sensitive people who are not in this industry, who don't even understand that they're, that they're opening themselves up to, to spirit attachment. Yeah. I mean, you don't even I think have that's a to, really important topic. You don't even have to know anything about spirituality you don't even have to be aware of spirituality to have attachments on you and like entities exactly exactly but I think I think it's becoming I think it's almost like a pandemic of on a spiritual level like I feel like we're experiencing a spiritual pandemic right now Mm, yeah and you're not the first person to say that actually I've I've heard it other places and it was really um, interesting because the other day I made a post about, um, you know, working through some autoimmune things with like migraines and how I finally like figured out how to shift through a migraine instead of taking medication for it. And someone posted on my post that like, I must be full of demons. And so mm-hmm. I just, yeah, that autoimmune is caused by demons. So I just want to make like some clarification here. Yeah. Right. Because like, we're talking about entity attachments. We're talking about, you know, energy attachments. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the worst thing you can do is spiral into a place of fear. Absolutely. Because that is what they feed off of. Absolutely. And literally it is so easy to get rid of these things. Like it's the hard part is exactly the hard part is actualizing that you have one or that you have it. Absolutely. And don't let anybody tell you that you you have to pay hundreds of dollars to remove these things because that's not (laughs) how it works. Yes, absolutely. And that's a great point, Tia. It is so easy to take care of it. And I, like I said, I do feel like this is going to be an awareness of, I, I think a lot of people are going to be start to become more aware of the necessities of spiritual hygiene and maintenance mm-hmm. and regularly, you know, having energy work done from a trustworthy source, a trustworthy healer that's not charging you thousands of dollars to remove a spirit attachment. If anyone tells you that and then run, (laughs) go somewhere else, but it is, it's super easy. As long as you're taking, you know, regular care of yourself and a a spirit removal is a spirit attachment removal. uh, It can be done in a, in a Reiki session. I mean, it's not, um, yeah, I've done it. It's not as crazy as it sounds. No, I've done it using magnets. I, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. you can say prayers, like it, Absolutely. like it brought out that like really dark, angry Scorpio moon energy in me. And I was like, mm-hmm. how dare you tell mm-hmm. somebody that their autoimmune disease is caused by demons and then just walk away, <laughs> like, especially yeah. on something that was about how I had a victory over healing. And I was yeah, like, so that's more fear spreading. And that, that, yeah. you know, honestly, that is indicative of, of, of a spirit attachment because this they're feeding on fear. So if anyone that's spreading fear is feeding that you're just we, feeding that. Can we talk about the toxicity in the spirit? There's like a layer of toxicity in the spiritual world that like, mm-hmm 
I just want people to be aware of, and which is why I am a huge advocate for learning how to tap into your intuition and maybe like learning some of these tools and working with people who are actually like there to help you and not to squeeze every penny out of you. Um, yeah, absolutely. I just, it, it's like, these people are there to tell you to follow them. And the only way is if you follow their exact immediate plan and do it their way. And yeah. Yeah. For some people. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I feel like that is okay. So this is kind of, this is kind of the big picture of how I see all of this is basically this is going to be kind of like the new, um, this, I think the Saturn transit moving into Pisces, I think it's going to bring a lot of awareness to the importance of spiritual health. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I kind of see happening here is that spiritual health and energy work is going to become more mainstream, like going to the doctor this, I feel like this Saturn transit is going to kind of make that because it's going, it's bringing all of that awareness to the surface. So first, you know, in the first part of the transit, when it's just entering into there, there's going to be some painful experiences for people realizing, oh shit, I need to, I, I need to pay attention to my spiritual health. Like people will have some, some rude awakenings to seeing like, this is important. This is something I need to pay attention to. So I think that that'll be one part of it. But I think once it becomes, you know, the, the mainstream becomes more aware of the importance of it, then I think it will become, it will become more mainstream, Mm -hmm. but you're always going to have those outliers. You were like the snake oil salesman. So think about the regular medical community, right? So you have like the Western current Western medical community, and then you have these outliers that are doing things that basically they're just trying to swindle people. Right. Um, So you're always going to have that. But what I hope is going to happen with this shift and with it becoming more mainstream is that it will be easier to know who is legit and who's not, right? So those those shifty people will be easier, I think, to, <laughs> to pick <spot>. out. <laughs> be like, your aura yeah. gave me away, you're a yeah. shyster. <laughs> um, but I just want to say it's like, if you are working under somebody who's putting on this facade that like you need to have a layer of dependency on them or you need to do things a certain right way, I hope yeah. that like raises some red flags for you because yeah, we're here as like a unity consciousness, but we're expressed in individual form because we are meant to to check in with our physical form and really identify for ourselves what that looks like. Um, and my best teachers were the ones that I came to them with the question. And then they looked at me and they asked me the same question back Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of answering me. So it's really just, it's good to have a person there who's kind of like a boundary for you to like see what the potential could be to see what the path looks like and to kind of like have 
that safe space, but also understand that like, until you're willing to do the journey yourself, until you're willing to ask the questions for yourself, you're always going to be following somebody else's path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, it's, it's just similar to going to the regular doctor. If you're not involved, if you're just going to go, you're not going to get that much out of it. If you're not actually going to like go home and do the homework, like if the doctor tells you, you need to change your diet and you don't, then what's the point of even going to the doctor. Right. So it's kind of similar, I think, in that. Um, and I just, I want to clarify, you know, like you were saying something about, you know, saying that you, I don't remember what you said, but something about like, you have to come to me and I'm the only one that I can help you or something like that. Yeah. So obviously if someone says that, I would say that probably isn't the right person to go to. Um, but I do feel like regular, you know, maintenance is important. I, but I do think that you can get that from a lot of different people out there. I don't think, you know, there's not just like one guru out there that has, that has all the answers. You know, I think that, um, it's helpful to, and I like going around to see different people. Cause I think everyone has different strengths and things like that. But I do, I do think regular, um, energy work is important. And I think that people are going to be seeing that with this shift. I think people are going to be seeing how important that is. And you have to realize that there is an energy worker out there for every person and not every energy Mm -hmm. worker is for every person. And that's where having that discernment in your body to know whether or not the energy between you two is working. And Mm -hmm. I've felt this way with like people who've done energy work on me with teachers. Like I get to a point and then my body goes, okay, I've, you know, I've learned enough from you or I've received enough from you. And now it's time to to explore something different. And I think people get really caught up in, I have to do this one way and stick to it. And there's no other ways. Mm -hmm. And if I go somewhere else, then that's cheating. And, you know, there's no spiritual cheating. (laughs) No, I think, I think as long as you're listening to your body and listening to your intuition on where to go and when to go and all of that, that's, that's the other thing. Like my clients are always asking me after the end of a session, when should I come back? And I'm like, you tell me, you know, like, you know, you know, when to come back, it's not like some set number for every client. So when you're ready to come back, you come back. I'm not going to tell you when to come back. You know, the answer better than I do. Yeah. And I like that too, because I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I've had people say, oh, you should come back regularly. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I will keep in touch when my body tells me that I'm ready to see you again. (laughs) exactly exactly I mean I'll you know some people do feel better if they know they they want to answer that question so I'll tell them like a guideline of what you know most people do but uh, I really encourage everyone to live if you're listening to your gut and listening to your body you know when to come back and for some people that might be a week later you know because Mm -hmm. that's what they need at that time and then later it shifts to i can come back in two months or whatever it changes for people yeah and the type of treatment you're receiving might be different too because Mm -hmm. for a while i was getting a lot of reiki treatments then i was doing craniosacral 
right now I'm really into Kundalini yoga. Oh my God. It's so amazing. <laughs> so it's just like being kind of open to whatever is calling your energy and attention exactly. yeah. yeah, and exploring, yep. have fun with it. And if it doesn't feel good, then don't do it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And I think that, again, that's like the big theme that we're shifting into. So just do what's right for you. You do you. There is no, you know, blueprint that everyone's supposed to follow. So we're all supposed to kind of be individuals here and do what's right for us. There should be no guilt involved when deciding to work with somebody. There should be no layer Mm -hmm. of like, if you don't do it this way, then you're not, you know, going to achieve this. And like, I will tell you, like, work with me if you want to work with me because you feel called to my energy, but realize like, ultimately, like my main goal is for you to have independence and not need me to hold your hand. I would love to help you. I love to guide you. I'd love to give you advice, but also at the end of the day, I want you to check in with yourself and see where maybe, you know, you've outgrown me or maybe Mm -hmm. where we're more on the same level than you actually think. Cause I get a lot of people who come to me and they're like, Oh, I wish I was like you. I'm like, you have no idea. You probably are. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if they're coming to you, you know what I mean? Like I, I know that my clients are coming to me for a reason and, um, and I love all of my clients. I I feel like I have the best clients, you know, (laughs) I love them all. And I know that, you know, I can tell every time I get a new client, I can just tell that they were, they were divinely brought to me like we were divinely put in each other's path and I learn as much from them as you know they're learning from me and I feel like I get so much out of it too but um yeah I think that's just that's a really beautiful thing so I don't ever want to um you know beg someone to come and and be my client because I want that I want it to be like that I want it to, to continue to feel like it's divinely ordered you know yeah. So if there's coercion or like yeah. a need for over <laughs> like persuasion, like red flags, red flags. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes it's may sound ridiculous, but sometimes I tell people how to do the thing or where to find the resource to do the thing themselves. Mm-hmm. If they tell me that yeah. they're like financially in a place where they can't afford to pay me. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, but like, you can do this if you do this or like, look for that. So I have no problem with pointing people in whatever direction their path is going to. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, I think that people, you know, can see that. So yeah, I think that's just basically overall, if, if they're trying to be, be salesy and try to like, you know, get you to, you know, up, charge you and all, you know, all these things, you know, I think that, um, you'll, you'll spot the red flags. Cause I have, I've been swindled by someone in the, in the spiritual community and I was really susceptible to it at the time, but, um, and I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything about all of this at the time. And I just didn't know any better. And now that I do, it's like, Oh, that is, that is really, bad. <laughs> that is really bad what they're doing, you know? Yeah. I hate that. Cause I know a lot of people are getting taken. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I feel like this was a really good kind of like heads up for what's coming because a lot is coming. Mm -hmm. There's a lot coming. Yeah, that's that's why I'm glad that um, we're talking about all of this now, like I said, because March is such a big month. And I do feel like, like I said earlier, this is the time for self-reflection and what would it like you said the cheat codes figuring out your cheat codes and how you're gonna how you're gonna move forward yeah and you are the perfect person to run somebody's chart to see what specifically is coming up for them in the specific houses and everything mm -hmm. if they have any questions um i just love the way that you intuitively tap into like all this astrology and everything and um Thank like i you. said everything that you have said i have like concurred with my records prior mm -hmm. to that so it's just like so funny thank you um, yeah i love that i like getting validation just as much as you do so when you tell me the same thing i was mm -hmm. like oh okay then thank you i'm getting mm -hmm. it um i'm reading the energy right yeah um so yeah. tell people how they can get in touch with you yeah. So, um, I don't know if in the show notes, you might have my website or I will. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be great. And so you, you can, you can go to my website or you can follow me on Instagram. I think you can book a session through there. I'm like, I'm not sure, but you can definitely book through my website. I have a lot of different services available on there. And if you have any questions, I'm always happy to do like custom things and things like that. So if you have any questions, you can either DM me on Facebook or Instagram or contact me on my website. There's, I have a phone number on my website that you can text with questions. So if someone's never had their chart read before, where would you recommend them starting? Yeah. So if you've never had your chart read before, like, you know, even if you've already looked online and, you know, I think a lot of people have gone online and pulled up their natal chart, but if you've never actually had it read, I would probably start with a natal reading. And honestly, I have, I do offer a report. I offer an option where you can get like an actual a PDF report. It's, it costs, it takes a lot of my time to put that together. So it's going to cost you a lot extra to get that. But if you're a good note taker, I'm going to give you all the important information in the session. And if you're just good at taking notes or we can record the Zoom or whatever, it would be just as good. So I'm just, the reason I charge so much for the reports is because it takes me, I'm like typing, it's all in, done in Word and these are usually like 30 something pages long. Oh it gosh. takes a lot of my time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot so, of love that goes into that. Lot. Yeah, so I charge a lot extra for that, but you're getting, you're not getting any like extra information. I mean, you are, you're getting, you are getting extra information, but the really, you know, meat of it, I'm going over in the session. So if you, have your notes from that you got what you need so if you're trying to save money i would say just get the one without the report um, but you can always get the one with with the report and you'll have like a whole thing either way you're going to get a pdf copy of your chart and uh and then we'll just go over like your natal chart we'll go over some of the transits that are happening at that time and then if you've already had your chart read and you you really understand that part 
you could just book like a transit reading and we can talk about like what's coming up for you, like the forecast for you. And then I have several other different types of readings. I have, um, I have astrocartography, which is location-based. I have relationship readings. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one that's kind of cool, but I don't remember, but you can go to my website and check it out. <laughs> I have solar return charts, um, which that that's one that you could do, you know, for birthdays. I have people um, often that will gift those to people for birthdays. And, um, and that's like a long report. I think um, I'm going to get and- a solar return chart. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're they're nice because it's like there's a progression that happens with your chart every time you have a solar return um that's the other thing i i think are really helpful is um getting a pro- progressions reading so i go over that when i do transits um if you're having any progressions you know happening at that time those are kind of rare but if they're happening i would i will talk about that and uh, just try to, you know, explain what's going on. But I do it intuitively, as you said. And we talk about, you know, what's most apropos for you at that time. I feel like astrology is this crazy science and my brain just like can't conceptualize it. But you like have that very mechanical mind, but you break it down in such a like easy, intuitive way that like, I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I am, um, I am a civil engineer. My, my, (laughs) I'm a licensed civil engineer for 20 years. And, uh, you know, I was teaching our new graduates, uh, that was kind of the thing that I always did was teaching. So I do feel like uh, this is kind of a natural progression. A lot of engineers are astrologers I've found. And, uh, and then with the teaching, you know, I, I enjoy teaching people about their charts. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you <laughs> so much for being on. We're going to definitely have you back again because, you know, we have to keep in the nose so we can keep our heads and <laughs> keep our cools, especially if we're moving into such an interesting time. I feel like around March is a good time to check in and really see how things are going yeah. and reflect. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. Um, but yeah. we'll definitely yeah, I think have that's a great you. idea back on again. And until next time, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode of Intuition Speaks. If you love what I do, consider supporting me on Patreon. Over there, I have an amazing, extensive Akashic Healing Library full of audios with healing intention and beautiful meditation music. Or if you would like an Akashic reading, please make sure you find my links in the show notes. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss out on another one. And be sure to share it with someone who would enjoy this podcast. Thank you again and until next time.